Okay, so let's get to pop culture, man. So I'm on board here. I got 2022 because, you know, this is our year in review. Uh, Hey, guys, we didn't talk about reviewing the year because that happened 11 months ago. And don't nobody remember all that shit. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. But uh, I say 2022 was the year of justice for black women. Uh, Here's why I say that. Amber Heard, she, she lost her case against Johnny Depp. And, you know, in our community, we believe that if a white woman makes a complaint against anybody, she's going to be right no matter what. And guess what? Amber Heard uh, lost. Step one for black women. They can see that white women can be wrong in, in, in the court of law. Next, Brittany Griner came home. Yes, we traded a WNBA player for a uh, a world Russian arms a Russian arms well, dealer. Yes, Russian, but he just so happened to be Russian. Yeah, a, a world renowned uh, arms dealer. Uh, we brought him, we 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 freed him for a WNBA player. Uh, you know, a league that we don't watch and we don't put much money or support behind. But it doesn't matter. We brought that black woman home. And lastly, Tory Lanez was convicted for uh possession of a uh possession of a unregistered uh concealed weapon assault with a firearm and then uh a negligent discharge of a firearm so let's talk about tory a little bit because we came on here we pretty much said that tory was innocent uh last time we talked about this and here's what i want to say after doing a bit more research and homework I will say that Tory is guilty of what he was charged with. Uh, but we were talking about more specifically him shooting Megan the Stallion. And um he's not he's he didn't shoot Meg like <laughs> he's not found guilty of shooting Megan the Stallion. And I think that's why it's so important to frame things properly. Look at the look at the uh look at the charges. Look at what they actually mean and then have a conversation. And we were so distracted having a conversation about did Meg shoot Tori or did Tori shoot Meg, did Tori shoot Meg, did Kelsey shoot Meg. Meanwhile, he wasn't on trial for shooting Meg. He was on trial for shooting a gun and assault with a firearm. It can be something as simple as me pulling my gun out and showing it to you depending on who sees it and who says that. And then the gun not being registered and being concealed in the state of California without a concealed carry permit. So two things can be true. Tory can be guilty of those crimes. And he could also be, he also didn't shoot Meg. So uh, we, we, we closed out the case, but we didn't get answers. But I feel like everybody got the answer that they wanted because at the end of the day, nobody was going to care what the court said. Everyone came in, not everyone, most people came in with their own belief and they were just going to allow what happened to either validate or them to, to say, nah, the court got it fucked up. And I find that super interesting and ironic. Because, you know, black community says we're not supposed to cooperate with police. We're not supposed to do that. Well, hip hop culture says that. And then that becomes, I just say black community or hip hop community, hip hop community. But, you know, uh, the way that it's talked is that hip hop community, hip hop culture is black culture. I, I beg to differ. Uh, it's a part of it for sure. No, yeah, it's, it's a part, part it. but it's not the culture. That ain't right. it. 
And all of a just sudden, like, just, like, just like, just like the way that somebody like an MLK feels or a Malcolm X feels, that's a part of black culture too. But that isn't that isn't black culture just because they feel that way. They they might be right, and a lot of us might agree, and a little of us don't. But like the reality is, is that that still ain't that doesn't define it. It's undefined. Like. Hey. <laughs> Let's let's talk about the hypocrisy here, though, right? Remember when um when uh, MJ beat his case, right? Mm-hmm. Black America didn't care if he did it or not; they care that he beat it, so that means he didn't do it. Same thing with OJ, right? And 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 the, and the craziest part about OJ, as opposed to Mike MJ, is that Michael Jackson's beloved in a sense of he's the most popular arguably the most popular artist of all time. OJ Simpson was viewed as a sellout to begin with. It would be like if Kanye got caught up in a murder. And I'm not, obviously I'm not going to speak this into existence, but if like Kanye killed, and Kim K's not fucking Nicole. No, 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 Viewed as a sellout in the black community, the way that OJ was. OJ said, "I'm not black." I know. I'm just saying, but my point is, is that like OJ's like we don't have anybody. I don't think we have anybody who acts like they're above the book. No, there's there's no comparison at this point. Kanye would be the closest, just only because. Oh, we love. No, we love Kanye. Feel about Kanye today, bro, but just, yeah, No, the way the, the way, black people, loved by the black no, black people have not changed how they really feel about Kanye for the most part. A lot of it is internet cap because he because he did the anti-Semitic stuff, and and nobody wants to be associated with anti-Semitism. So people are 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 on the outside denouncing Kanye. But they're still bumping the same Kanye music that they like. They're still rocking the Yeezys, and they're smiling on the inside that Adidas is stuck with the five hundred million dollars worth of Yeezy paraphernalia that they can't sell because those dumbasses, those dumbasses, uh, didn't put paid the out There's no way. There's no. Oh, yeah. I don't know the contract. Go ahead. Go he got paid out. He got paid out. But no. So yeah, they had. To, they paid him something. Yeah. So. They paid him. So I want to talk about like the convenience of convictions, right? When do we actually trust the criminal justice system or when do we not? Are we, or we just, or can we accept that we're all hypocrites and when the guy or the guy or gal we're rooting for wins, the criminal justice system got it right. And when they don't, they got it wrong. I think, Man, it just it it's there's so many different ways to look at this stuff and like it's a matter of just how you feel about the justice system and the and more importantly I think a lot of people you know when people talk about the justice system everybody has had to go through it to a degree whether it's a parking ticket or whatever but like until you've had to actually have a a charge that might send you to jail or like and I'm not saying that that's what separates it, but like, I think that the, that's like a big part of it too. Like, how, what do you deal with within that justice system, and what does it do to you? Like, I, I am somebody personally that has 
not even necessarily per, like for me, for my personal sake, I have a family member that's been a part of it. And like, you can get to see kind of the way that stuff works. It depends on, I mean, the case and then how guilty they are or whatever it is. But like the justice system itself, it prevails and it doesn't prevail. Like, I mean, that's just the, the facts of it. At the end of the day, they get it wrong too. That's why there are guys that are women too that like sit in jail for years. Like there's been plenty of people that have been released and they got paid large sums of money because they did 30 years and they didn't do it. And DNA evidence proved it later or anything. There could be new evidence that just like proved it. Like uh, even, and I'm not going to get too deep in, but like even the Emmett Till thing, there's the lady apparently that said that he whistled at. And that's what started. It's a good thing that she actually said it. It's not a good thing because his life wasn't worth that. But at the same time, the fact that she did that, it started the civil rights movement as we know in reality. Like, that's what started it. That shit started. That was the first thing to see this black boy's body look like he fucking, it looked like he got bit up or some shit. But no, what it was, was that's how fucked up it was from the water, bro. Like, so, like, like people are, they're going to be, the justice system is going to always be wrong. It's flawed. Yes, it's and flawed. here's and, and here's the thing. I think that we should accept that all of our systems are flawed and nothing's perfect. And we should give, we should give each other enough respect that, hey, you and I can read a book and get two to two totally different things from that book, two different messages, right? And same thing with the justice system. We can get this information and we can say, hey, here's what I believe based on the information that was given to me. Uh, I, I think that there was reasonable doubt in this case. Well, the people over here didn't think it was reasonable doubt. I can respect that you and I disagree. But then I can also say that this person is whatever they are based on what the system gave them because this is the way the system is set up. And I accept that there are flaws in the system, but I accept what the system spits out. And fortunately, it's 2022. And if we're going to take it back to the Megan and Tory Lanez thing, because he has the, the financial backing, he has the, he has the money to do it. He can submit an appeal for his case if he thought if he thinks that he's wrongfully being locked up, right? And it works sometimes. And, it does. Right. And don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna sit here and act like there aren't like there aren't flaws because money can get you a lot of things that being poor can't get you. That's well, yeah, Sunstar. Huh? I said if you ask Sunstar. Which is, you know, uh, Tory Lanez's real name is Daystar. Yes. His dad's name is Sunstar, apparently. Well, yeah, no, his dad, ask, yo, his dad was him, If you ask him, it's Rock Nation and more specifically you, Jay-Z. Well, well, no, Tory said, so I listened to pretty much all of Daystar today, the album, in preparation for this podcast. And Tori called out Jay in the album before the, the before the trial even happened. Like they claimed that he wanted that they wanted to sign him and he didn't sign. Him. Well, 
and I've listened to DJ Academics, who I think is probably a top two, and he ain't two uh, hip hop journalist as far as credibility, ability. I, I'm a, I'm a huge. He's like TMZ, but like, like not TMZ. Cause, cause who, what rappers really do talk to that nigga? Like, I feel like he's a younger generation version of blogs. Because we used, I mean, I know for me at least, like I used to, before hot new hip hop was like a thing. Like, what I, I actually had, I didn't really have a hip hop, and I'm not about to go on a spiel about this, but like my point is, is that like there were blogs. Is what it used to be. It used to be blogs. Ack is more plugged in than you think. I'm about to. Oh, I don't think that he's not. I'm just saying, how plugged in is he with the real? He doesn't know Drake. Drake knows who he is, and he knows who Drake is. But the reality is that Drake would never tell him anything. Kanye, even with a guy like uh, uh, Justin LaBoy, right? Justin LaBoy is not even a hip hop, but he's an Instagram person. But he got, I guess they connected. They got cool. How many niggas are really connect? Like, like well, here, the Adam Schefter's of hip hop. Like, is he really an Adam Schefter? Is my question. I I, I think so. I think so. I think, I think the younger so. generation he is. But like with like overall, like that nigga don't know Nas. Don't tell him nothing, bro. Like, and it's not that Nas relevant. Not Nas. Nah. Nah. I, I do think, but like, there's no. What is the most prominent person news that he broke, or that he had the inside scoop on? Nobody can name it. He's just known as this dude that sits up on Twitch, these platforms that we don't use, and we see it on IG or something. Like nobody, who knows who this? Who really knows who he is for real? Outside of that aspect of it, Spotify, Spotify, throw him a bag. And with that Spotify relationship, it opens. Thanks, it opens thanks to door. Joe Budden, by the way. In reality, yes, yes, no, no, I, yes, yes. But with that, I think that he's built up enough. He's built up a big enough following that where what he says matters, even if he's saying some bullshit. So people who matter want to make sure that he's not misrepresenting their people. So, so he built up a big enough following to now be plugged in, if that makes sense. Like he's plugged in because he may not talk to Drake, but there may, but I believe there are people from OVO that if he's talking about Drake and he says some wild shit, they're going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Nah, here's the truth. Here's, here's what you need to know. Redacted, redacted, redacted. Here's here's what you're talking about. Say this because, so that they're not being misrepresented because he's become so influential. Um, I don't even remember where I was going with this, but uh, point being is that we we all can deduce things for, for ourselves, and we all can be wrong. I think we need to accept that we can be wrong, and the system can be wrong. And if you if you if you're not there, you'll you'll never know unless you watch a video. And this and and the Megan Tory thing, it it was just unfortunate that, hey y'all, I'm not gonna come in and beat Tory's face in like I told y'all I was going to. Sorry, black women, I was going to the night it happened, but I was drunk and then I did some research, so I can't. It's that, yo, 
he was yo if if I go when I come to your house next weekend actually I'll be there next weekend for the Tampa game and then the next week after that we will be in Tampa All yes right. it's crazy if if I just 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 let my pistol off in in your parking lot just just empty the clip right yeah and and then somebody else shoot somebody and then that person who got shot says I shot them. This happened to be around where you shot the, the pistol. Right. Like now I'm saying like if it, like it's it, we're all in the same we're all right there together and and I get accused of shooting that person. I'm like, nah bro, I ain't I ain't I ain't shoot up. Yes you did. I saw you with the gun and you were shooting. Bro, I was shooting in the air. But then like right. I get I get charged for for uh you know, recklessly, recklessly discharging a weapon. I can be guilty of that, but I didn't shoot. I didn't shoot you. I was just sh- recklessly shooting a gun. <laughs> I I broke that law. <laughs> but when there's no attempted murder, and then when Kelsey's asked certain questions and she pleads the fifth, you go, ah. So. I don't know, man. I, I just seen like the tribalism of black people like through this. And I think it's really sad. And, like I sent this post to the group. I don't know if you saw it, uh, Parlay Pete, but uh, this this sucker, uh, he uh, he put this out. Brothers, let Tory Lanez, Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuel serve as lessons. You know how utterly foul you have to be in if this many people rejoice your arrest, incarceration or death. They, these are not the men to pattern your lives after. This is not what you want. Yeah, but you, <laughs> I might have seen it. Uh, you sent it within the last day. Yeah, yeah, I sent it. You were what? You were on the phone with Justice when I sent it. Oh, that might be why I didn't see it. Uh, hold on. I know you just said it, but uh, okay, I see it now. But Point being, even with stuff like that, there's like so much dumbass shit, bro. Like, um, hey, that nigga trying to get some pussy. I know you know, huh? That nigga trying to get some pussy. Yeah, and 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 so the the thing is, is that there's little dumb shit like that that niggas see, and you know, and let me, gosh, we gotta, you know, one of the things we gotta do better for the year. Is not only not say the word nigga, I can say it because I've already said it, but like we need to make this thing as uh I don't even think professional as possible because marketable I don't think the word nigga is unprofessional if you can use it. But like I don't wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna make it so much more kid for everybody, right? You gotta like, tone it down is, without the trigger words. We do. And that is the issue. Did you see that Lane Kiffin actually came out and said that too? About uh, the game they played yesterday against Texas Tech. He heard somebody say a racial slur. I heard him say slur. He said that somebody said a racial – he said a racial slur. But wasn't Buddy Black? I didn't look up who the player was. Here, here. The names names look black. Lane, yeah, that and that's when Justice, because Justice wanted to talk, brought it to me. Lane Kiffin, I'm gonna type in Lane Kiffin. 
Lane Kiffin accusation false. Demetrius Moore is the dude's name. And when I heard it, I was just, I, was, I bet he's a nigga though. Like, so like what difference would it make? But basically he said, I can't, uh, just to quote it. And I don't want to get too far off because we're on pop culture, but this is kind of pop culture ish, even if it's sports. I can't state strongly enough that these accusations are false, Moore said. It is disappointing to have my final game as a collegiate student athlete overshadowed by false accusations. All right. Well, I don't even have to go any further because this is what the day and age that we live in. But point being, even to get what you're saying, I think that with social media, it's created this uh, thing where there's just a lot of stuff that just goes on. A lot of people think that what they say matters. And I know this is the pot calling the kettle black because we're two guys on a podcast talking. So obviously we think what we say matters. We're not diverse <laughs> enough. You realize we're not diverse enough, right? What our podcast? Yeah, we're biased. We're black. We're men. Well, maybe uh, we're speaking neither, to black men. Neither, neither of we're heterosexuals. Like, yeah, we're not maybe. diverse. It's Maybe just a two-person podcast. We're from it like there's not a West Coast bias, a, a Northeast. Uh, well, we're not Midwest. speaking to those people. Well, we're not speaking to those people. You know, well, back in the day, hey, hey, like, Pay, you remember back in the day during segregation when they had white-only bathrooms? Yes. It, they didn't well, I don't black. remember, but I know about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. You know that it exists. Right. They didn't want black people in those bathrooms. Yes. So this podcast, like, if you don't like our bias, we don't want you here. That was so insensitive what I did. God, the internet would hate that. I know, but that's the, that, is that not the issue? Well, here's, here's the problem, right? If we go back to Plessy v. Plessy v. Ferguson, separate but equal. If separate but equal was actually a true thing and things were separate but equal, I don't think the issues that we have today and the issues that we had back then would actually exist because it's like, oh, I ain't got to fuck with y'all, but my shit good? Bet. But the problem was, it wasn't that it was separate. The problem was the shit wasn't equal. You either gotta, you gotta either include me into your shit or give me, or my separate stuff be just as good as yours. Or there needs to be somebody that can oversee and look over and make sure that it's equal, which would still basically uh, segregate or desegregate, yeah, like, rather. Well, here's the thing, bro. Like, that was, that's the calling card of it, right? Like, like surprise. Basically, Call- somebody black has to know at least that it is equal, and it doesn't need to be just one black person, especially if there's a conglomerate or a multitude of people to where we have to look at something as simple as fucking school books, if it's McGraw-Hill or whatever it is, are we getting the same books? Because we've already, that okey-doke that okey-doke has already happened, and that's why Hove did. Hove and, and here, fuck Hove. I love Hove, but fuck Hove. That's exactly why that same shit happened with that shit. Like, they brought Jay-Z in here, and we really need to get off him than this. 
They bought Jay Z in, obviously. I mean, we know we don't even have to talk about. It. I ain't, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, like, I'm not even gonna talk about that. But like, go ahead. And I love Jay Z. You know, I think that Jay Z is great for what he's doing too. I really do. But like at the same time, it's still, it's still, we know what it is. And he allows it. So it, it, the point that I was making, though, like I don't think se- separate but equal wasn't the problem. I think that it was separate and it wasn't equal was the problem. And if there was actually equality, I I think that uh, segregation. I don't think people I don't think uh, black people specifically or any other minority uh, women, whoever the case may be, who were affected by segregation or any form of segregation. I don't think those groups would be bothered if it was equal. Like, 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 look at church. Church, for the most part, is separate and equal. So, people ain't complaining about segregation in church because, oh no, nah, I'm getting what I need out of this out of this place. It's fine. I'm not lacking. <laughs> we went to HBCUs, which, again, they are inclusive, but we felt like we got a. We feel like we got an equal education. So we ain't saying, oh, man, I went to Mo House and I couldn't. But, 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 you, but you know why you think why anyone would think that they did get the equal education? Not because it's accredited or whatever, but more so. Yeah. And what you've seen previously from the result of those that attended the same school. Like the alumni help create the result. So, like, I mean, like then our crew, uh, our crew, hey, everybody in our crew getting money, right? We all all right, right? Like we're all okay, like for real, for real. But like at the same time, even that for me, that was one of the things that like even when I wanted to leave, because I wanted to leave, I did, I wanted oh, to leave. Yeah. I wanted to go to Georgia, but like at the same time, like the one thing that I thought about, and I'm uh, obviously a uh, legacy. Yeah, I'm a legacy, right? And so for me, even looking at it, the one biggest thing that I took away was that, man, I've never seen an unsuccessful Morehouse man. I swear, that is literally like one of the things that I always think about. I literally don't know one that's unsuccessful. Nah, now I do. Because I'm in school with some and I know maybe what they do now. But just in reality, like with my dad and like Coach Brewer, like I don't know any unsuccessful morals. I really don't. But that's just like a truth. Yeah, you bought it to the hype. You you went for the propaganda, but uh, I that is the one thing I will say that they executed very well. And there's other people that aren't just my family and my friends, but like I look at my brother's friend, like man, a lot of these dudes. At least I tell you, from the outside looking in, no social media. I'm like, man, you guys like, 
I know everybody's all right. Like, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, like, like there is certainly no nobody's nobody is starving to eat. <laughs> I I don't see a Morehouse man on um uh what's the street that I can use? I can use any of them. I can Bro. be Morehouse. I can say fair, whatever street. But Raleigh. I don't see Morehouse man asking for money. Lowry. That's a bad thing to do too, because people fuck up. They do. Drugs fuck people up too. Like alcohol fucks people up. There's a lot of stuff that fucks people up. But like at the same time, at least from what I was shown growing up, I always loved it because that was like a part of the reason that like made me feel like I chose the right place to go to school. And people like you have made that like it's 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 come to fruition just from that alone. I chose to go to the right school and did not leave. And I'm I'm eternally grateful. I really am. I mean, look here, same. Uh I actually gotta I gotta find something more house to get put up here, you know. You don't have an ornament for the did y'all put up a Christmas tree, by the way? Yeah. I know it's like, well, who cares? But like I don't have a more house ornament. I should get one. I don't have one. No, but like I yeah, I did the Christmas tree. That's that's a perfect like little like I went to Morehouse and there's a Morehouse one. Like it's so small and it doesn't cost nothing, right? But like that's like the like a little thing for me. Like now I don't have a Christmas tree at my house because I wasn't even here. But like at my dad's house, for instance, we we got Morehouse ornament. Like, but it's it's a big part of our family. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about a bunch of men. That and all of us went there. Even if we didn't all graduate, we all went there. So it's like a big Yeah, you ready to close this out with a little bit of football? I am. All right, so let's see. We got 47 minutes. Let's see if we can close out in 47. We will. What do you want to start with for football purposes? I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with uh concussion protocol because I think as much as the NFL talks about player safety. Derwin James gets tossed for knocking a, a, another player's head off. But somehow Tua Tungavaloa has gotten received two concussions in games and they haven't been detected while he was on the field. Uh, what are the spotters doing? What are the spotters doing? Like Your job is to watch for concussion-like symptoms. So to me, if you're watching for concussion-like symptoms, you're watching for head-to-head hits, you're watching for players' heads hitting the, the ground hard. And Tua had the what, the Bills game where they missed it. And then on Thursday night football, he was out there like throwing up throwing up Crip because And then we have this Packers game where his head obviously gets banged down. Did you did you see that by the way live? I did not. I you know I was in New York. Like I was moving around. I wa- was watching the game, but I wasn't. I watched. Oh, the, I watched like the whole first half. I was sitting at a dinner of. table. I was sitting at a dinner table, and the TV wasn't in that area. So like, so uh, so I didn't see it live. And there's like little stuff that I feel like if you see it live, you'll like recognize. Which obviously people on Twitter and all these other things they caught it too. Like they saw it. I had no idea. Now. And a lot of people wanted to blame his second half play on it as well, which certainly could have went to it. Have, have you been concussed before? 
not that I know of, just like even with having COVID, like not that I know of. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. like it's one of those, but this is my point too. Like a coach, maybe like Mike McDaniel, like he's been around football long enough and your quarterback, you're talking to him. Like he talks to him, not the right guard. He talks to the quarterback. I know he does. Did he oh. not look at him and be like, man, you seem a little off. Oh, it's football culture. There's just little stuff that goes with that. It's football culture. In football culture, we don't really care. Put some dirt on it and fucking let's just yeah. go. Yes, that's football culture. I'm not saying it's the right answer, but that is football culture. Huh? No, I thought somebody knocked him on the door. I heard a Sorry, someone's actually bringing something up, maybe on the elevator. Yeah, no, no, like that. I mean, at the end of the day, that's football culture. Like, oh, he seems okay. I'm gonna act like I don't know anything is wrong with him because he didn't report anything. And that's then bullshit, especially for a dude that's had that issue twice in the year. That's bullshit. Bro, player safety doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Player safety just player safety just sounds good, so that we make sure that the money keeps flowing, but. Player safety is not important at all. And Tua Tagovailoa is the prime example why player safety doesn't exist. Now, period, comma, whatever whatever punctuation you want to put there, I don't care if player safety is not important. Here's what I care about. You being honest about your intentions. I played football through high school, and I got a concussion during a game one day. Guess what I didn't do? I didn't tell anybody. Cause it wasn't that bad. I was a little loopy. Well, the question was, did you even did you even know like I'm concussed? Too? Yeah, absolutely. like that's no, like, part of me. It's one thing to I say, man, I had a headache, or like, gosh, I'm dizzy. Like, no, 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 I was I was playing I was playing safety. Guy comes across the middle. We go head to head. I feel my I feel my head do this right here. I come to the sideline. I'm loopy, and I then I fucking puke, and. My coach didn't see me puke. My principal's on the sideline. He saw. He go. He used to be a football coach. He goes. But my my mom worked in my school, so like I had known my principal for like 10, 10 plus years, bro. So like yeah. he go, "You okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 good." Like my stomach just hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like I said some shit like that. He's like, he's like, he, that nigga was calling the ammo. He's like, he's like something wrong. No, he was not. He was like, all right, bet so. I went. I went back out there and I kept playing. And I. I mean, I. I, I played like, because that is that is football culture. And I'm not saying what I did was responsible by no means. I got a friend who was down to his last concussion, going into high school. Like, hey, if you get one more concussion, you can't play football anymore. He played football. He played high school football for four years. He got a concussion in a wrestling tournament. When we were in eighth grade. Got slammed too hard on the on on the mat on like a Saturday. He came back and wrestled again on like Thursday. Now that was irresponsible by the coaches, but this was 05. Yeah. You know so it's almost 20 years ago, and we looked at concussions differently. It was almost like a badge of honor. Oh, you got a concussion well, and you fall. That, that concussion movie didn't come out too long after. Like Yes, they they're looked at differently. I think that just in general, the care of a human being in general is looked at yes. differently today. In the sense of 
Now, obviously, that's a physical thing, right? But, like, at the same time, then there's the emotional and mental state of a person that everybody looks at so differently today to the point at where you don't even know if you're right about feeling away on your own judgment because of the way that the world wants you to make feel about a judgment unless it's the own person saying that judgment. And it's just like, it's the same thing though. Like just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, not ridiculous because I think that that's why a lot of bad things have happened previously because there haven't been enough care I'm not saying Columbine or something like that happened because the parents didn't care enough or friends or like nobody put out enough messages to be like, man, they don't seem that well. But at the same time, everybody does what they do for what they do. And in those situations, in that specific situation, obviously it's, you know, suicide killings at a high school, but like just in general, I feel like that is like why emphasis gets puts on, puts on, gets put on, uh, the way that people feel about certain stuff because that is just the way that everybody wants to do it. And that brings me kind of to something that we did talk about in the pre-production okay. about uh, just in general, the way that people feel about things. And the one thing that I noticed last night while I was getting ready to go to Dallas this morning was the, the gay slash LBGTQ community. And like one of the things that I kind of took Perfect. away from it and I hate to give a shout out to a page and kind of what what inspired this thought, like in general, but just watching it, like I kind of really was like, this is really what this kind of is from my perspective. I'm not right. This is not Adam's view. Um, this is just what I kind of took away from it. Just from it wasn't just that. I mean, I've experienced it, of course, my whole life. But like the thing is, is that I looked at it and. I saved it specifically for this podcast, but basically I'm going to read off what I wrote last night. No drunk. It's not a drunk thought, nothing like that. Just in general, just kind of what I noticed. I said, you know, I think I, need <laughs> I said, you know, I think I now know what the biggest issue and you know, issue might have been, been the wrong word, but that's how I wrote it with the gay or LBGTQ community is. Maybe it is a society as a whole issue when any time of issues arises amongst all groups that consider themselves a part of a group or community, most people don't think they're wrong about anything, like at all. Certainly, from a media standpoint and slash or social media standpoint, that particular opinion not only matters, but it isn't even an opinion, but simply fact. And the reason I say this is because when I look at kind of kind of the way that the media works, I'm no conspiracy theorist or nothing like that. But just looking at certain stuff, when I really think about it, it's like. You know, this is really something you shouldn't touch or talk about or be. A, if you're not like praising it, you probably don't want to be associated with it to begin with. Like at all. And. I don't need anyone white to praise black people for them to meet 
to consider them an ally. And I'm not saying that gay people need somebody to praise gay rights in order for them to be an ally for that group or community. But at the same time, there are little things that I'm just like noticing to where I'm like, yo, they like you can't even be wrong in this certain circle. Like it's really hard to be considered wrong. Hey, like, you remember? Really uh, have you seen Have you seen Little Giants? Yeah, of course. You remember, you remember when Spike? You remember when Spike's dad's holding him back, and he's trying to just run run out there and wreck shit. Yeah. That's how I feel right. That's how I feel right now, right? I feel like Spike, because what you're saying is absolutely right. And and here's what is I think is going to damn American society. We've gotten to a place that we are treating subjective information as if it's objective information, right? Okay. We've had societal standards for centuries, for decades, for generations, and how we view things. And, and they've, all, they've all changed even within it from, from the start. Like, from the start, it's, 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 it's always evolved, right? But like... Right, right. But I'm just saying, it's always evolved, at least. But this e- evolution has been, would you say, more drastic than others. I like will say, immediate. I yes, I, I will say that the, the the consequences of not being on board have been more drastic, and I'm not saying that these consequences are the wrong consequences, okay? Because because maybe it's it's the right way to go about. It. It's like, hey, get with it or get lost. But but what we're doing is. Yo, I was raised. I was raised in the Bible Belt of the South, where homophobia was the norm, right? Like, like you were wrong if you weren't homophobic. The way that, like, where I grew up at, you know what I mean? So, but but for one, I'm not homophobic. Okay, guys, let me just put that out there. I know I should I shouldn't have to say that, but like in 2022, you got to say no, that. you have to, but. When somebody who comes from where I come from, granted, I was exposed to gay people, gay stuff, not gay stuff that I did, but just gay people and like their gay lifestyles throughout my life to be like, all right, yeah, you cool. We just, we just send the different sex partners. So I don't care. Like, this don't bother me. Like, like I was taught. They never seen that to you, though. Yeah, like I was talking you were hanging out with them from the get go. You weren't hanging out with them because I want to see what a gay lifestyle is like. No, and like, oh, either you knew they were already gay, or if they weren't already gay and they became gay, or they came out as gay. Well, I'll tell, no, I tell I tell story. But they were already your friend. Like, like, so like you didn't think shit about that is what I'm no. getting. Going to, going to Morehouse at some point, dog. You just gonna be cool with somebody that's gay. Whether y'all got class together, y'all for sitting sure, together, for sure. got a project together. So then you just be like, oh, so every gay dude don't want me. Oh, more importantly, every gay dude doesn't dress up in heels and 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 put on this voice. You're just yeah. a normal dude. You just you just like to either give cock or take it. 
and yeah. but you're like you're like a dude. What yeah. man? You are like, bro. You need to be the spokesperson because yeah. this is what gay is to me. You're a and, normal person, and there's nothing to where we're like. And I get it. There are some people that do want to do all that extra funny shit, right? But like at the same time. I tell you, funny shit. That's a bad way of putting that too. On my, I apologize, but like, you mean to tell me that not everybody is the same way that how niggas are presented was, and we're all criminals or like some something like that. That y'all aren't like that either. I would say more of this. Hey, Paul. Here's what it boils down to, and it goes to any 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 person from a disadvantaged community right so mm-hmm. it, it it takes exposure and let, and let me let me talk here for a second okay it takes exposure it takes experience right it takes having a conversation with these people from these different walks of life that are unfamiliar to you and once you once you have that exposure and those experiences with those people you get a better understanding of what that walk of life looks like so these preconceived notions that you had, you dispel most of them because you realize we're not so different, you and I. And you figure out that like, hey, I can hang out with this group of guys. And you, and you know what? We just want to go home with somebody different. Because guess what? I've hung out with a group of straight guys and we've gone out and I see the women that they're trying to talk to. I go, oh, yeah, nah, bro. I'm just going to chill at the bar because what y'all on? Yeah, nah. No, 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 I, no, I, I can't, that's not me. I'm not into that, right? I lived in California and I got hit on by dudes to, to a point that it was uncomfortable. Like, nah, bro, I had a, I had a, I had a man grab my ass in a, in a club one night and I was like, whoa. Oh, that's, a, that's a bit much, but yeah. Go ahead. I, so I was, I was out with my gay coworker and we were in a, we were in a gay bar. So like, I, I charged to the game. I go, well, I'm here. He makes an assumption. Have I ever grabbed a girl's ass in my life? No, never. Ever in my life have I grabbed a girl's ass on, without her permission. No, I would never do anything like that. I'm not a creep. But I know that that happens, right? So it happened. And I just walked off and I left. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I got to go home. But the point being is how many times have I made an advance at a woman and it was unwanted? She either spoke to me, said, hey, I'm good. Or she just ignored my ass, and then I kept it pushing. And that's how I treated that. So, like, after those experiences, I go, yeah, bro, ain't nobody about to just choke me out and and, and take my butthole. So, what am I wor- – so, like, what am I really worried about? Like, am I not confident enough in myself and my sexuality to be like, hey, nah, bro, that ain't what I meant. Nah, I'm good. Like, I'm straight, man. Like, no, literally, dude, I'm straight. Like, I'm not trying to do that. And so after those experiences, it just really opened my eyes and it changed how I view how I view things that weren't familiar to me. And I think that instead of canceling people or trying to, like, condemn people for not not being as enlightened as you are is. Create those experiences for them. Allow them to experience something new so that they can change their paradigm. Like you don't just have you don't wake up and say, you know what, I'm gonna shift my paradigm. No, something in right. your life has to happen that causes you to make that paradigm shift. 
And usually it's something that's new to you and it's uncomfortable. But now we run to condemn people because they go, well, you should have known this. And, and, and we do it in the black community. When somebody come out and says some like oh, sure. racist shit, it'd be like, you should have known better. Should he? That man is from West Virginia. He ain't seen a nigga until yesterday. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is that it's impossible for all of us to be empathetic and to understand each other because we don't come from the same walks of life. But the one thing that we always should always understand, and this is one thing that seriously, for me at least, like personally, I've always lived by. And one of the things that I love about parents is that at the end of the day, this might be the most important thing for my life. And I hope this spread to my daughter and my family, like any pretend, like, like any other children. It's just in reality, this is what makes us us. It makes us us. That's what makes us different. It makes us different by not agreeing. It makes us like this is what makes us who we are. And a lot of people don't. Saying this, you know, some people have theories about how everybody should agree, like, or whatever, but that's what makes us so perfect. But that's what makes, even in our friend group, right, we politically may not agree or uh, sports takes, we certainly don't agree. But, like, at the same time, what makes us uh, such good friends is that, one, we value and respect each other, regardless of how we feel. As much as we disagree about how we feel, we respect each other. Yeah, Lib Josh. There's a lot of there's a lot of respect that's always left out on the table to where that is how our society has gotten the way that it's gotten because of that. And social media perpetuates a certain type of way of whatever it is to where respect gets thrown out the door because that's an open flyer to talk the way that you want to talk to somebody and like do things the way that you want to do them. Well, and it's okay because if that's the way you feel, that's the way you feel. But like to act like the other person doesn't exist or they're invalid because of it is an issue. Well, think about our group when somebody does get out of line and, and like me and Josh, I'm comfortable talking about this on the podcast. Me and Josh have talked about it like in person through, Text. And you and JP too. You said once, one time. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like we've had conversations, like, like about our disagreements. But like, you know, Josh will say, "Hey, that's stupid." When it's something he doesn't agree with, I'm like, "Yo, don't be calling shit stupid, bro." Like, yes, some things are stupid, but like, I just don't. Having, agree with you. Yeah, like when we're having a, like a debate in the group. Don't tell somebody what they're saying is stupid because for one, they're going to get defensive and they're not going to, we're not, we're not debating what we're actually debating anymore. It's like, Hey bro, you said what I said was stupid and this is well thought out. You just agree with it. It gets away from even the point. It goes into something deeper to where it's just like, okay, so you think that the shit that I think is dumb, especially depending on what the topic is. And like, don't get me wrong. Like if, you, if I if I drop something in the group and you say it's stupid, bro, it's gonna hit me different. Where if Josh, if Josh say some shit is stupid, I go, okay, Josh disagrees because that's that's Josh. That's how he talks, right? And it's like, all right, whatever, Josh. It's live, like, it's live Josh. Yeah, right. You're not using your words today. Cool. You're gonna call me stupid, but well, like, if he's you, just, no, he's just okay with being live Josh. 
But like, if you if I say some shit, you like, yo, Lee, that's fucking stupid. I go, we don't talk to each other like that. <laughs> like, we disagree, but like, in 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 text, it has to be like a a, a sports take for it to be like, hey, that's stupid. And it's like, yeah, it's sports, whatever. But like, if we're talking society, yeah, but even that, that's gotta I, be taken to a degree. Of where there's something when somebody says something ridiculous and we can all be like, oh, that is like the worst take ever. Right. Like then we keep they like everybody in our group specifically continues to try to bring up the fact that now you said did say that the Chiefs were gonna have a winning record. I did definitely said that I didn't think they were a playoff team, but like even something like that, that's why when they keep Justice and Josh specifically continue to bring it up, even on my end, I'm just kind of like I was wrong. Like I, I was wrong about the Colts too. Like those are the two things. Like I, I was wrong, it but was. it's just like y'all act like y'all weren't wrong. Like y'all predicted this thing correct too. None of us are going to be right to begin with. I was far off, and I thought that they would win nine games. So I said that they'd have a winning record. It's not like I said that they were going to suck, but like. What can I do? Like, bro, there's nothing I can do. Like, you're okay, you're correct. But, like, at the same time. They don't do this. They don't do this. What are you trying? Right, right, right. Our takes are recorded and posted. And. Like, like, I'm not about to search through our group message to see what y'all said was wrong. Like, so, like, what are you trying to say? That's a notable take. Hell, I said the Eagles, you agree. You pretty much predicted what the Eagles were going to do this year, too, just like Josh. Well, Josh didn't predict this. You did, though. You actually did. Like, you said the Eagles were going to win 13 games. Like, you said that. I I went back and already listened. You were like, the Eagles are going to win a lot of games. They did. They have. Like. And it's like, hey, dog, if you're going to pick everything that I said wrong and then kill me for it, but then, and not contextualize it. All right, bro, I got you. When when we shorted the Chiefs, we expected the we we expected Denver to go under, but we expect them to be like a six to seven under, not a. Uh, no, well, yes, I expect we. Well, they they had it at ten and a half. I just couldn't even today, regardless of how it turned out. I cannot believe that with a first-year quarterback and coach, a first-time coach at that, not a first-year coach for the franchise, but a first-time coach, that they would set that shit at 10.5. Like, that was ridiculous, bro. That is ridiculous. Like, that shit's ridiculous. We both – I listened to it, Lee. We both said we're going to hammer the under. Because – why would they win 11 games at 10 and a half? Like, that is such a high number. You're saying that they're going to go 11 and six and they're in a division with a Super Bowl coach and MVP and Super Bowl MVP quarterback. They're in a division where a team that made the playoffs got the best receiver in football. And then the other team was a team that was pretty much going nine and eight that hadn't made the playoffs, but everybody's sucking that stick every year to where they're like the next best thing. And, and they had a like, match. 
we both, but we both agreed that they would go in last place because it's just like, well, somebody's going to finish last and it's going to be them. And they yeah. were. But I think we both thought that they would win about seven games. And I honestly, think seven and maybe even eight, nine is maybe what we thought would happen. Yeah. And honestly, the Chiefs took the step back that I expected. It looks differently, but I expected them to take a step back. They just won more games with that step back. And sometimes and sometimes I think that like, yes, the score the score is the most important thing no matter what. But when we're looking at a season holistically and you start like looking at the game and how the game was won or how the game was lost, it goes, My take was right, but they still won the game. Right. But, <laughs> I didn't know Derek Carr was gonna throw three three well, of them today. <laughs> Well, I didn't know that the defense was going to actually be better than what they were considering they lost their best defensive player. Right. You know what I mean? It's just stuff like that. But, hey, uh, let's talk a quick college football and let's get to these picks. So we got the um, New Year's Six, but we don't really care about the New Year's Six. We care about the Final Four, okay? Like, I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about the Cotton Bowl. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about it. USC versus Tulane, because guess what? There's two lane, there's a two lane highway to that game, and y'all can sit in that traffic. I'm not going. Um, we we care about Georgia getting shafted by the committee, and uh, what and Mr. Russo by giving us Ohio State. Yeah, we got shafted. How are we the number one seed playing against? Well, how is Ohio State number two all year, and then somehow they play the number one team? Right, TCU should have been the four, but that's what that's just my. But, opinion. They, they didn't want to make. You don't want to see a rematch of Ohio State, Michigan after they just beat them. Like I get it. Not in the semifinal. They won it in the final. So hold on. Where, where, where right, is it? Because you're either going to get one or the other, or maybe we get a TCU Georgia. We don't know. Right. Let's play this. Real quick. I gotta play this. I gotta play this for the, for the show. Play it. Play it. Grab my charger. I am sick of the SEC. See, I think the nation is, and all of a sudden, now this is their third championship game, what, five, six years? I'm tired of Georgia. All right, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of Kirby Smart. I'm tired of the dog nonsense. <laughs> Atlanta, I'm, I'm tired of them. So I'm going to, and I know never root for Ohio State, never. But I'll have to figure out a way to root for Ryan O'Day this weekend, who I don't love. I'll have to do that with Stroud. And, you know, the Michigan TCU, he's quirky, but I'll probably root for Harbaugh in that game. And I'll root like the, deck, like the devil for the Michigan TCU winner to beat Georgia. Dave, I am sick of your team. Enough of Bulldog football, please. Enough. <laughs> Lose to somebody. All right, man. So I'm going to throw this out here while Parlay Pete's getting right. Chris, Mad Dog Russo, nobody asked you for your college football take. We know you don't watch college football. We know you're a New York-based guy, and they don't play football in the state of New York. Uh, y'all, y'all are no, no. Yeah, We don't give a fuck about what y'all got to say. You being tired of Georgia it, 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 it is like me being tired of Albany. Bruh, I've been here for a year and a half. I ain't been here long enough to be tired of this. Georgia has been to – this is their third playoff. Georgia has won – one national championship uh, in the last, I don't know, 40 fucking years, Chris Russo. What the fuck are you talking about? You're tired of Georgia. Go be tired of Alabama. Go be tired of uh, Ohio State. But if you're tired of winning, if you're tired of good football, you just go watch your fucking New York Giants go just run into a fucking wall, man. I, 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 
this is where the four letter network gets me. This is why the four letter network will never hide me and Parlay Pete because they put out bullshit like this and then we have to like call it what it is. Mad Dog Russo, I'm not saying that you can't get work elsewhere because Mike, obviously, Mike and the Mad Dog, y'all are legendary. Goes without saying. But you're going on ESPN. Yeah, because uh, you're in the New York media and everybody sucks your cock. Yeah, but you're going to you're going to ESPN. You're stealing money just to do these hits, and then you're putting out this you're putting out these terrible takes. Like how like you can't be tired of Georgia if you watch college football. There's no way to be fucking tired of Georgia if you watch college football. And this is not me as a Georgia fan speaking from my bias, my nigga. Like, no, you're just saying some wild ass dumb shit that some fucking producer wrote for you because you don't watch college football. I don't want to hear Stephen A. talk college football. I don't want to hear Mad Dog talk college football. I don't want to hear college football on first take if you're not bringing in David Pollock, Desmond Howard, uh, Paul Feinbaum. If you're not bringing in your college football guys, I don't want to hear it because to be a to be a a, a, a first take guy, to be a Stephen A., to be a, a Colin Cowherd, to, to to be a Skip, to be a Shannon, where you're when you're getting six inches deep on everything. You don't have time to watch all the games. Like you're ta- like like we're podcasters who gamble, who watch college football. We're season ticket holders for a season ticket holders. Team. So 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 on a Falcons home Sunday, that one o'clock window. Like you're not season ticket holders. Yeah, like like for, which it may be good because they're media guys and like they're not like. We're, I'm not saying we're not biased, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like we're not like yeah, there is a bias, but like we're not biased. Bias. We're gonna tell the truth about our team too. I don't think that they tell the truth about any team because even if for somebody like him, I bet he's a Jets fan in reality, right? Like the Jets have sucked so long to where it's nothing for him to just shit on them all the time. No. Oh. Thing is, dog, we don't watch all the games. And when this podcast was super sports heavy and we tried to go down game by game, we stopped doing it because it's like, hey, dog, I ain't watched these niggas in, in six weeks. I don't have anything smart to say about them. So we took it off the rundown. Dog, y'all aren't watching this many games. Stephen A, you're doing Stephen A's world and then your own NBA countdown all day on Christmas Day. You didn't watch a lick of football. It's okay. I'm not mad at it. But don't come try to tell me who should go number 17 in the draft, my nigga. You don't know. (laughs) Your researcher wrote that up. Exactly. And that's the disgusting part about it all. And it's just, uh, and you know what, disgusting might be a heavy word. But, like, at the same time. It's disgusting. It's one thing to have a researcher who helps you out to where, like, how nice would it be for us to like a have Tony a reality, right? well, like a Tony reality on um, a, a part of the interruption? You're right. Or have a guy when we're talking, making points, who's pulling stats and putting them in our ear while we're doing like, oh, thank you. I needed that number. Well, that, or if we say something in like based on our research and what we remember or fact, like they're like, well, actually it was this, that which is what Tony reality literally was for Mike Wilbon and Tony Corner. Like that's what he did at the end of the show. He's like, you said this, and this is actually what it was. The 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 errors in the show. 
but not nah, like we we have what we watch. We have we have a running notes page that we contribute to throughout the week. We do our own research, and then like I made this, and I try to make yeah. it. Good. <laughs> and we don't finish it. We never finish it. Hack, hack. Yeah, I mean, so anyways, I got Georgia winning, and honestly. I got Georgia Michigan national championship, but I hope TCU upsets Michigan just because I have Michigan I they, in my life. I tell you what, let me not say I think that they will. You'll see when I get to my picks. But like uh uh I think that for the college football playoff, it'll be interesting. I may or may not be at a game. We'll see. I'm actively trying to sell, which anyone that hears this between that uh, uh tomorrow to today slash tomorrow until uh you know, up until game. I do have tickets for sale. We're hoping to get them sold. If not, I will go to the game, of course. But uh, are yeah, you going I, to go uh, Sunday? Probably. I mean, but like, I, I'm, I don't, I don't feel a need to go. Like, I don't care to go, which is crazy because I've met, I missed this, the last game, the Steelers game. So, yeah, you like, did. Yes, I haven't been in game in over a month. Is what it would be, but you know, I hadn't uh, the last time. Well, not the last time on podcast, but the time before that, I hadn't had a haircut either. And everybody in your comment section was talking about it. I'm just thinking to myself. I'm just like, yeah, man. I'm, that's what happens when you have a child and you run a business. There's like a lot of stuff that goes into your life. Like you know what I mean. Like you sometimes you don't have time for stuff, and so um, I do have time for it because it's New Year's Day. But aside from that, I don't feel the need to go to the game. I'd rather give it to a business partner or just somebody, uh, an employee or somebody that honestly, and honestly, I might just do that, to be completely honest with you. But we'll see. That's fair. I'm going uh, to the warehouse. We'll see. I gave my, co- I gave my cousin my tickets uh, for his birthday. His birthday is the second. I was like, yeah, take your girlfriend, man. Yeah, uh, I meet yeah, yeah, he was the one who was uh, at Hooters with us last year. The younger one, though. The yeah, younger yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, my young nigga. So, um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna see you like two weekends in a row. We got fucking uh, Tom Brady's last game in town uh, as a Buccaneer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not missing that game, and then we're gonna turn right around and we're gonna go do Boink's bachelor party. Uh, cannot wait for that. I can't either. Uh, I sent I sent a club to the group. I'm gonna go ahead and reach out and just book that for Saturday night at our club. Now, I went. Okay, I saw the club you said because have you been to? I haven't been to Tampa. I've but been I know a certain kind of club too to go to as well. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I found something to stay up until six, so we'll be fine. Okay. Oh yeah, and we and I've already talked to Boink and Josh about. Hey, you're not gonna keep us in the fucking uh, casino all night Friday. We will leave your ass. We're not going to the casino all night. I'm just like you know. For something like that, for that, I might bring five hundred. I didn't even we. There's a casino uh, for Nico's, and I didn't like. I fell asleep, so like I didn't even go to the casino out there. So I'm just. I I, I, I have it on my phone at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. 
play craps and stuff. But I would hope that y'all would want to join me and we play together. Like, I mean, it's camaraderie weekend. I'm going to the sports book. I'll throw a little something and then I'll pick it up. Do they have books in Florida, though? They do now. They do now. Well, I know. Well, yeah, I guess because Ridley was doing it, right? (laughs) Yeah. But, yes. Yeah, no. And um, I'm going to – I'm calling the steakhouse tomorrow to – to see if we they, they got a they got a private yeah I'm gonna call Burns tomorrow see if we can get the private room they got a private room for ten uh and if eleven shows up uh, we're gonna thug it but it's looking like I think I got eight confirmed we'll talk off we'll we'll talk off mic when we get done yeah, I was gonna say let's briefly talk about it once we get off yeah uh let's I'm gonna I'm gonna send you to the picks and I'm gonna go tinkle All right, you're doing college this week right. Uh, both, yeah, of course. We've got uh, now this is the biggest thing, of course. You need to post it tomorrow, so well, yeah, I, I'm off tomorrow. I'm off, so uh, it, it'll get posted in the morning, okay? Perfect. Come on, bring oh, me in, Lee. You know, it's like, let's hear oh, parlay, yeah. peace. parlay, peace, piping hot six pack. Hey, and uh, obviously, with this being. The 2022 year. Hold it. <laughs> With this being the final one of the year, it's a pretty special one. Um, well, I know that we'll do maybe, you know, it won't be a six-pack once the national championship comes around. But this is the last college football six-pack of the year. It's been a hell of a ride. Excited to be here. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, – We'll start with a game that's going to be played on the second, which, like I said, by the time we do our first show of the new year, uh, all these games will have been played. So we'll start off with Mississippi State at Illinois. This one I don't really have to explain for why I'm going Mississippi State money line, but we're going to go Mississippi State money line. Um, Mike Leach died, as anyone that follows sports knows the architect of the air raid offense and uh, the coach at Mississippi state, the games in Tampa. Apparently he's a pirate enthusiast. Of course they got the ship there in Tampa at Raymond James. And I just don't see how you don't pick Mississippi state on the money line. Plus they were pretty good this year and they're ranked going into this matchup against Illinois. So take Mississippi state money line. Next game. We got Iowa at Kentucky. Honestly, I was conflicted here just because I don't know or didn't know whether or not uh, Will Levis was playing. Obviously, some people believe that he's a top-two quarterback. The Falcons don't fucking pick him. But if they do, I guess I have to live with it, right? I didn't want Matt Ryan to be our quarterback, and that turned out pretty well. But uh, regardless, I don't want him to be our quarterback. But I do believe that they're going to win whether he plays or not plays because I think the SEC, SEC is superior. So Kentucky money line. Um, next, we got uh, Kansas State at Alabama. We're just gonna go the simple route with this one. Alabama money line. They already said that Bryce Young and Will Anderson were playing, so Alabama money. Enough said. Uh, next, we're gonna get into the college football playoff games, and this is what everybody, of course, is waiting for. We'll start first game: TCU at Michigan. I'm gonna take TCU plus seven and a half. I low key think that they can win the game. But more importantly, a touchdown is really heavy for a team that outside of the last game that they played against a good team that Alabama's going to beat. 
I think the game's going to be close. And so seven and a half is pretty big considering Michigan's not dominant. So give me a TCU plus seven and a half. Next, we're going to get to the Georgia game. We're going to double dip on this one. Uh, I'm taking Georgia minus seven. I'm not even going to buy the half a point. I do believe that they'll win by more than a touchdown. I think and I think that Georgia's going to end up winning the national championship again and join the elite group of teams that have went back-to-back. Um, next, we got Ohio well, – well, Ohio State of Georgia, the over-under is the second part of it. I'm taking under 62-and-a-half. I really don't see how the points are going to be scored. I can see a 34 or 24 type of game in Georgia's favor. Lee, I know you're here. Yeah, I'm here. Just go ahead and run through them just real quick so I can write it down. One more time. Okay, hold on. Uh, Hold on. Okay, so we uh, started off with Mississippi State of Illinois. Uh, RIP to Mike Leach and shout outs to the Bulldogs. We're taking Mississippi State money line there. We've got uh, Iowa at Kentucky. Obviously, none of these games are at at, but uh, we're going to take Kentucky money line. Even if Will Levis is not playing, I think that Kentucky's better. So we're going to take Kentucky money. Um, we got TCU at Michigan. We're going to take TCU plus seven and a half. Oh, wait. Well, uh, I went out of order, basically. Hold on. You can write that down, but that's out of order. Uh, Kansas State at Alabama. We're going to take Alabama money. Uh, and then TCU at Michigan plus seven and a half TCU. And then um, Georgia minus seven at plus odds, by the way. Uh, we're going to take Georgia to cover the seven. I think that they're going to win by more than seven, but that's just maybe my Georgia arrogance. And so, uh, and then finally, the Ohio State at Georgia under at 62 and a half. I like the under. All right. So just to make sure we got it right, we got uh, Mississippi State on the money line. We got Kentucky on the money line. We got TCU plus seven and a half. We got Row fucking tied on the money line. We got Georgia minus seven at plus odds. And we have uh, the UGA and uh, Ohio State under. At 62 and a half, yes. At 62 and a half. All right. We're in there. Let's get to Parlay Pete. NFL. It's Sunday. Six pack. We got a hell of a lot of upsets and really good plus odds here this week. So we'll start off with the most intriguing game because it's pretty much an elimination game for uh, the wild card contenders on both ends. We got the New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. They've lost too many of these games at home. And more importantly, I just don't think that uh, even with Mike White back, it doesn't really matter. The Jets really aren't that good. Their defense is solid, but they're not that good. The defense isn't even elite. Like, they're not elite defense. They're good. They both overachieved. But give me the Seahawks at home. I really do like the Seahawks, and they're at plus odds as well. Uh, Next, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Giants. Anyone that fucking doesn't fucking – the Colts all the way around is an idiot. But the easiest bet here is, of course, the Giants money line. That's what we want. We want to win money. So we're going to take the Giants money line um, against the Colts at home. And then we've got the Miami Dolphins at the New England. 
We got the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots on the road. Patriots have the last two weeks have kind of been bullshit. Bill Belichick might be the guy, but he really isn't that guy. I would don't think that Miami loses six games in a row. So give me the Dolphins, even with Teddy Bridgewater, if he's the star. I think the Dolphins are too talented to lose a game like this, even in the winter. We saw what they could do in Buffalo. So give me um, the Dolphins money line at plus odds. They're really good odds, honestly. Um, next, we got the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions. Last week, I fucked around and didn't get the triple-double because of this. But we're going to go ahead and try it again. Under 52 for the Bears at Lions. Um, the game is obviously indoors, but I think that the game goes under. I really just don't see the points. Give me the under because the Lions are actually fighting for a playoff spot. And if they lose this game, they're, they're not out, but they're going to be out, basically. But I also just don't see them scoring 40 points on the Bears. So – and then uh, next, we got the Cleveland Browns at the uh, Washington Commanders. I love this for my fantasy team because I have Terry McLaurin. And as much as I like Taylor Heineke, in reality, Carson Woods is still a better quarterback to him. I believe that he's going to throw the ball. And because he's going to throw the ball, Terry McLaurin is going to get yards. And I think because Terry McLaurin gets yards, I'm going to roll with the Cleveland Browns. Give me the Cleveland Browns on the money line. I think Washington's okay. And solid, but I think that with Deshaun Watson, that he'll finally actually have his best game of the year. Uh, and finally, the game that everybody's been waiting for it. No, it's not the Arizona Cardinals and the Falcons. It's the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa wins. They win the division. Carolina wins. Uh, they're in control of their own destiny, and they get to play the Saints next week. Give me the Carolina Panthers on the money line. Enough said. All right, so we got Seahawks on the money line. Okay. Giants on the money line. Yep. Dolphins on the money line. Yep. Bears and Lions under 52. Okay. Browns on the money line. Yep. After I set it up to take the fucking commanders, too. I changed that mid. I definitely had the commanders on here, but go ahead. Oh, wow. Panthers on the money line. Yeah. Parlay Pete, you like it. I love it. Bring yourself back in, man. We want to see you. I was outset. So it's time for Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. All right, so. Feeling frisky. You tell me my dogs are 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 seven point favorites at plus odds. You like yeah, a dog? I love a dog. Right now, Go dog took him UGA minus seven. I'm putting that in as soon as we hang up. <laughs> I like the Dolphins on the money line, honestly. I think the Patriots, um I think the pay the, the players have given up and they know that Matt Patricia is their offensive coordinator and they're not even they, they just can't do anything with that. And Mac Jones is a dirty son of a bitch. Uh give give me Teddy Bridgewater and weapons. <laughs> On the money. I think line. Teddy be able to win that game, yeah. Yeah. And then uh maybe this is my bias. But give me those Carolina Panthers beating Tom Brady. 
on that money line and they're going to win this damn division. And we're going to have us a redemption story. We're going to have us a redemption story in Carolina with, with Sam Darnold leading them to win the division and a coach, a coach who's been maligned by the NFL. He had one season in Arizona with a bad roster and Josh Rosen Who's not even holding a clipboard? He's holding his tennis board. He's he's holding his tennis racket, playing playing tennis uh, out of the league. And we go. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can't coach. And I go. Well, maybe his roster sucked because this has been a subpar roster, and he's brought the most out of them. Matt, you know what I mean? Like coach head coach gets fired, and he turned these guys around, and he is he controls his own destiny to win a to win a division. So I'm gonna ride with Carolina because I really like what they've what they've been doing. But uh it's just right, right? Yeah man, but hey Paul AP, anything else you want to add? I mean, we're gonna interview uh Matt Flowers and talk about uh his life on a dating show on Monday of next week. And then we'll be right. back will be, it's an off schedule kind of show, but yeah the uh, right, the first show of the new year. Yeah, and then we'll be back at it on Thursday. Oh, we got to talk about. We may have to uh, record on a new on a new day because I'm about to start this whole online grad school, and I actually have like class I have to sit in on certain days. So once I get my class schedule, I'll let you know. Let's get it done. All right, hey man, we look forward to seeing you all on Monday. We'll be back with our guy Matt Flowers and. It's going to be a good one. Like, we're going to have fun. It's going to be a hell of a one. <laughs> it is. All right, John, man. Have a good one. Stay on Parlay Pete so we can talk some quick bachelor party stuff before I go to bed. Let's do it. Out of here. Hey, it's AC Lee here from the AC Lee and Parlay Pete podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure you rate, review, uh, stay, uh, leave comments, you know, uh, share to your friend, tell your mama, tell your uncle, tell your pa. We're going to Arkansas, all of that good stuff. Uh, but hope you enjoy the show, man. Uh, we close it out. We close out the, the live show discussing, you know, a little pop culture. We'll talk about what the year of 2022 meant. No, we don't wrap up the year because it's entirely too much, right? We just throw a couple things. And then we get into a conversation, I think a really good conversation, about um, separate but equal and what that would look like if separate was actually equal. And then we talk about uh, some of the homophobia in the black community and how you kind of skate around that and, and what the responsible way and what's the right way and what's the most welcoming way of conducting yourself in an ever-changing world. And, and then we close it out by discussing the college football playoffs. And then we have Parlay Pete six-pack in AC Lee's three. Or Lee's three, excuse me. I uh, hope you all enjoy, man, and have a happy, happy New Year's.